2: hello welcome to another edition of that millwall podcast
0: uh something a little bit different at the moment
2: i'm sure you'll recognize the fellas uh who are next to me no, that way and below from the lives uh they regulars on the on the live show i'm sure you've, you've seen them you've got our northern correspondent ben that way
1: hello chaps in the in, and... in the uh, in the words of unai emery, emery good evening <laughs>
2: And uh, we've got negative Dan, but he does have a smile on his face. Dan, what's the smile all about?
3: It's the first
1: time well. I've ever seen him smile. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Hopefully you see me smile a bit more on Saturday. Um, it's a good, it's, you know, listen, there's, there's reason to be positive again. Maybe I'm, I might do my best to lose the nickname. I'm going to do my absolute best.
2: Well, I, I, look, once you get labelled with something on this show, that's it. It sticks. The, the listeners, that you, you've had it. So you're going to have to really do something dramatic to, to lose that. The reason, the reason why we're doing this, firstly, it's because Dan wanted to do a show. Let's be honest; um, it was it was his idea. But, but it's interesting, guys, because we're a we're a Millwall channel. We do we do the podcast, we do the lives. We don't pay anyone. We, sorry, we don't ask for anyone to pay for our content, which seems to be uh, the the talk of the month. Have you both watched the Joe Edwards interview?
1: Absolutely.
3: I have listened to most of it. I haven't quite managed to get make my way through the full but full version yet.
2: So uh, I have as well. So we're we're part of the the community that do pay our money to uh, to watch the additional content. Before we move on to the interview itself, thoughts on the fact that there's been a lot of buzz around the managerial talk. There's been a lot of interest in who it's going to be. Us, as we've been debating it constantly for the last three weeks, and when they unveil the manager, you have to pay to watch what he has to say. Ben, I'll come to you first. What are your thoughts?
1: I, I look. I, I understand the pay for content, why we do it, I get all that. But I think there's certain actions, things that happen where I think it should just be given to everyone for for free of charge. Big things that happen in in the club not necessarily maybe transfers or anything like that, but but certainly, as I say, big big, big um, things that happen, like a new manager after four years, then absolutely, I think that should just be given to everyone for seeing they shouldn't be drop-fed uh, drop um, snippets on Twitter. You shouldn't just get one-minute clips. You should be able to see the full 27 minutes or whatever it was in the end. But yeah, I, I just think there's I, I, certain certain actions and, and, and incidents that happen across a year or, or over a few years that should just be free of charge for everyone. Um, so, yeah, I didn't agree with, with, with that being behind the paywall, to be honest.
3: Dan? Yeah, quite quite similar to to Ben, really. Um, it, you know, I think the, the club in the end did put their hands up and say, you know, um, yeah, we'll, we'll make this one free for everyone because it is an important interview and it is right that we all get to hear it. But I think it kind of left them in a bit of an awkward position where obviously they have the people that pay for the content they they can't just throw it open they kind of have to open it like that let, let them people still get what they pay their money for to get the interview you know they got the interview first dibs about 12 hours I think it was before everyone else so you know credit to the club but you know I mean a lot of us pay a lot of money as we do every year you know there is the argument that really if we're paying for season tickets paying for memberships um people buy club stuff in the club shop, you buy like food and drink on the ground. Um, I know a lot, all of us boys, we go to away games. You know, Is there the argument that we put enough money into, into the club already? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to touch on what you said there
2: about the fact that the club held their hands up and made the content free after a while. A part of me thinks that was only because they got a massive backlash. I don't think they necessarily would have done that or they wouldn't have been so keen to to put out messages to say oh it's coming for free uh don't worry you know we're giving our we're giving our our paid um subscribers if you will that the opportunity to listen to it first there, there is a fine balance i think between um using supporters as supporters and using supporters as customers and this is one that's really really touched on i think borderline looking towards the fans as customers and i think when you start to do that you do start to piss off perhaps the Older generation and those that perhaps um don't use the the uh, you know the Millwall online facilities they don't want to they don't want to have that kind of stuff that you know a little bit more old school supporters and again that's not I'm not suggesting that it's just those people that don't use it I can imagine there's probably a lot out there that were very keen to listen to what he had to say and and he he wasn't able to um, Ben a- a- anything else on that
1: yeah well I think we all pay for Millwall TV right.
3: I think I will just I don't actually
1: okay so, so me and you Stephen so a perfect example then would you be bothered if they'd opened it up having paid your yearly subscription to the likes of letting the likes of Dan or anyone else in the club any Millwall fan get the access to that interview at the same time
2: honestly no at this yeah, point be, because of the because of the the magnitude of what the the video exactly. was if it's you know, you do get the behind-the-scenes content. Of, you know, they do the fly on the wall, don't they? They do the little interviews in the week. A couple of weeks ago, they had essay um, and um, uh, Amaku playing FIFA and, and doing little bits like that. I get that. I understand that. But this is a club-wide, a supporter-wide issue. All the fans pay their money to watch the football team. They want to know who it is that's leading the football team. And I think, you know... Not to, to dig anybody out because the club are going to try and make as much money as they can, but to make content for people and to have people engaged, it's it's important for the to, for the club to have the fans on board at the moment because it but is a the, risky decision.
1: Exactly my point, really, mate. I, the, sort of your, your BAU content, if you want to call it that, that's what we pay for, right? I mean, we, we pay it for the extended or for the full 90 minutes to, mm-hmm. to watch the match after. You get your extended interviews, et cetera, et cetera. So that's what we pay it for. But where you, your perfect point, Stephen, is what you said, is that this is a, com- a company, a, um, a supporter-wide issue, right? It, it's not uh, It's not something that happens every week. It's not something that's going to happen probably every year. In this case, it's something that's happened on a four-year cycle almost. So, mm. I, I, yeah, I, I as a paying customer, I would not have been at all asked if they'd have released that as a free interview at the same time
3: for everyone.
2: Mm. Dan, any, any final thoughts on that before we actually move on to the interview? <laughs> uh,
3: no, nothing Nothing to really add. I mean, you know, as I said, I think it's, you know, it is important that everyone gets to hear an interview of or, or that importance with the, with the new manager and, and as well, um, James as well I think that might have been his, was that his first proper sit down with the club mm-hmm. I believe so again two very important interviews um, you know even if you even have half an interest in the award then you're going to want to listen to what you know arguably the two most important people in the club are going to want to say Absolutely and well we spoke about the fact
2: that they were behind the paywall, but let's actually go on to the interviews themselves we'll start with the new the new head coach that right, not not necessarily. Yeah, gonna take a while to get used to, isn't it? He,
1: he did say head coach slash manager in the interview to He did,
2: fair. yeah, he did. I, I i feel like he, I think he said manager first, then went to head coach because I think it come Can't across as, as yeah. he I didn't know what, what, right, what. Yeah, even he, he didn't know what he's defined as or what he's been told he can say or not. But uh, first impressions, obviously, it was a twenty-six minute interview. I, I actually thought it was a very very good interview. I thought he spoke very very well. You you have the the element of he's been in the Champions League environment, he's been in the Premier League environment, winning environment, losing environment, and he's going to draw on that experience. But it wasn't flashy, it wasn't rubbing it in your face. Uh, you know, we'll, Dan, I'll, I'll come to you. Quite impressive.
3: Yeah, it didn't come across as you know like someone who might be too big for his boots coming to Millwall. He seemed mm-hmm. to be very aware of the level of the job he was taking on for his first role in management. Um, So, you know, very impressed by that. And obviously, you know, his experiences speak for himself. So, yeah, overall, I was quite impressed. And, you know, obviously spoke a little bit about what he wants to try and do. But he acknowledges it's not going to be a quick move to what he wants to do in terms of trying to change the play style. And it's important that everyone tries to understand what he's going to do. I mean, I'm not saying, you know, we want to go to Sheffield Wednesday on Saturday and play exactly the same way that Rowett or Barrett would have set us up for that game we still want to see some change but at least if we can see change towards what he's trying to achieve then I think he'll definitely get the time he needs to try and implement it so you know I think there's he speaks very well which is the main thing and you know I think there's hopefully going to be a lot of positives under Edwards
2: Absolutely. And Ben, uh, one thing that I was quite interested in personally to get your thoughts on it was the fact that he was very keen to get it out there, that he is well aware that this is his first job as the main man. It's He's not skirting around that. He's not ignoring that fact. Perhaps he's drawing on that and, and, and getting the fans on board early doors to say, look, I, I know it's my first job. I know there might be a little bit of, um, you know, people thinking oh is this the right decision but he's not afraid to to come out of the shadows of being the number two or or coaches at youth level and put himself in that position
1: yeah I mean he he did say that he also did say that he has been sort of number one or the 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 buck stops with him with obviously the youth teams Mm. um so he he did say that as well so he said he's got no worries about the day-to-day management of and and assigning coaches tasks and, and all that sort of thing so I thought it was a perfect blend of look, you're in safe hands. I can do this. I've got experience of doing this, albeit at a, a lower level. And also said, I fully get that this is a much bigger task and opportunity than I've had previously. So again, I, I just thought it was a perfect, yeah, a perfect blend of, of, of what he could have said, really.
2: And also, I think you're right. It wasn't just it wasn't just on that subject. I think it was on a lot of subjects. He was asked the question about Danny McNamara, SA and Maku, and he mentioned those. And he was asked about um, you know the style of play and and what he was looking to do. I thought he was quite respectful to Rauw. Obviously, we know he knows him, but I thought he was he, he, he did acknowledge the job that Rauw did. But it's interesting how I mean we've spoke about this on the lives, and I tried to get a clip to. to post but I couldn't I'll have to try and do it after where um we spoke about I think on Sunday that he's not going to reinvent the wheel he's probably going to try and just push us up the pitch a little bit more and get us on the front foot and lo and behold he knows he's not going to come in and change us automatically but you can see already he can see something that perhaps Robert didn't
1: yeah I think the interview as a whole for me it couldn't have been any more perfect so I, I don't want to you two we're going to laugh at that because I know I've been so positive about him but it really was and I mean that in a sense of I didn't want him to really go on to that interview and say I'm going to tear up the coaching manual of what's been here before I'm going to try and play this expansive football we're going to be playing ticker tacker Bart's, Bart's going to be playing rush goalie I didn't want to hear that I wanted I, I almost really wanted to hear what he did say and As you said, Stephen, he was very respectful of the work that Rowett had done, what had been put in place before, how we've been lined up, how we've been coached to play. And he acknowledged that, but also said, look, I understand what the fans want to see. My philosophies are being a lot more on the front foot. So again, it was the perfect answer for me to, to, to hear that he understands how we've been playing, but also what we want to see as a fan base, what he wants to do, put his own identity on the team, and acknowledge that we want to be a bit more on the front foot. We want to have a little bit more possession. There was one point that he did make on the possession piece, which he said he's not a possession-hungry freak. He's not asked about that. It's about using the ball in the right areas. And again, Mm -hmm. as Mill fans, that's what I think, again, we really want to hear because there was a lot of um, comments about how Southampton played and a lot of comments, even though they did batter us and it was only a one-nil win, was sort of sod watching that every week. Um, and, yeah, again, it was just a perfect answer from me. He respected what, what had been in place previously, but wanted to, to put his own spin on it and, and make sure we are a bit more forward-thinking and a bit more attacking. I,
2: I also think, Dan, on the interview as a whole, on how he spoke about the people behind the scenes, and, and we'll come on to, to James uh, Bellson shortly, but it really feels like with all of this, they've taken their time, They've done their due diligence. They come out and have had a, a real sh- you know, strong shortlist of, of candidates. Um, Joe Edwards spoke about how thorough each of the interviews were. This really does feel like a, something that the, obviously the club weren't going to take it lightly. They were obviously going to put, put all their efforts in, and to make a serious appointment. But it almost feels like the club know and we all now know listening to him that this is a real statement move from the club. This isn't this isn't something they've just come up with last minute. They've really really gone for this and gone for it the way they wanted.
3: Yeah, it's an it's an eye-catcher. Eye um for you know most people outside of Millwall, to see Millwall go down this what looks like a different route to the traditional Millwall manager and you know, I spoke to a lot of people who are you know, a little little bit surprised Millwall've gone down this route and I think that includes Millwall fans. Um and you know I don't think the club would have maybe gone away from their traditional methods. Of who they'd usually go for in terms of you know a manager that has experience um and, you know probably lo- knows the league quite well unless they're absolutely certain it was the right man um and you know they obviously seem pretty confident with that joe is the right man and got a lot of experiences in number two a lot of ups a lot of downs let's hope he can you know use what he's learned so far to go and you know improve let's let's I, you know i just want to see some improvement i spoke to a lot of people on on saturday um at the southampton game and you know a lot of people feel like with with the traffic and with the trains and stuff it's becoming a chore almost it was becoming a chore to go and mm. watch bill Bull on a saturday at the den obviously i know ben you can't possibly you may not be able to relate as much but i'm sure even with away games you can probably feel it a little bit can't you having to sometimes go quite a distance to see us serve up not the greatest performance um, so you know, I just want that excitement of I want I just want to feel like a kid at Christmas when I go and watch Millwall game. To be honest, I want that excitement of going and go and watch us play every week. And, and uh,
1: all joking aside, with disappointment, I think it's been quite evident, right? And we've all been laughing and joking in our WhatsApp group, but we, I've certainly you can tell I've I've felt like that. The Edwards appointment for me, when it was sort of late on in the in the race, and it was either Jones or Edwards, I was very much in the Jones. Camp, and as it kind of went on over the couple of days, where it sped up, the more I got around it. And since his interview, I've just been—I am really excited now about what the future is going to look like. Look, as we said, it's probably not going to be a very quick turnaround in in what he wants to do, but it has—it has brought an excitement back, and um, I I am really looking forward to Saturday.
3: I think Edwards has said that as well. It might not be as quick turnaround. Maybe it's Hmm. not as quick as he wanted. Because of the personnel, he probably knows that we ain't going to do a, a wholesale load of squad changes in January. Um, but you know, it, it's going to give him a, a bit of time to look at his players. You know, obviously, I think the lineup maybe in a month once he's had a chance to look at players over the international break and stuff. And I know, I think we've started for about a month in a month's time. That might be a, a little bit telling. I think.
2: Yeah, I, I think one of the big things for me was that and you can always you can always tell that the interview come out and there was people on twitter going shuffle wednesday away tick or just got my Sheffield Wednesday tickets after that appointment.
3: I, I, I'm I'm, in, I'm kind of in that camp, to be honest. I when the, I was kind of I'm in an about it, and then on Saturday after the game, there was obviously a lot of noise, and then I think the tweet got put out on Sunday, and I was like, yeah oh, you know what? Like, I can't miss the manager's mm. or the new head coach's first game.
2: And and the thing with that is that's a that's the perfect response I was looking for because there's going to be other supporters that are doing that go into the away game. And there'll also be supporters that, as you say, do see going to Mill was a chore. It is difficult to park. It is difficult to get to the ground. But people are going to want to be at that first home game after the the international break because they're going to want to see him. They're going to want to see the changes that he's implemented. Okay, there'll be a few that go on Saturday, but it's different having your full fan base for your first home game. So I think it definitely has brought up um, a lot of excitement. It will come onto the fixtures and perhaps we'll come on to, you know, shortly after what we might do in January. Um, now we've got new, a new manager and what promises may or may not have been made to him. But moving, sticking to what he said, but moving on the same, similar kind of lines, he spoke very highly of Steve Kavanagh, James Berrelson, uh, Billy Taylor, uh, alex aldridge um one of which james Berelson gave his first what i what we discussed before the show first sit down interview as as millwall chairman on, on his own uh, and once again another interview that i thought i thought uh, mr Berrelson spoke very very well dan
3: yeah obviously probably hasn't been the easiest few months for the Berrelson family mm. um and you know i feel like this change was probably not something they'd obviously planned for. And it's obviously put a lot lot of pressure on him, but, you know, he's spoken really well. He seems very confident in his choice and we can, you know, we will always get behind James while he's here just for what his dad did at the club on its own, you know? So I said not long after it happened that if he makes half a good impression of his dad, he's still going to be loved at this football club. Um, you know, and I thought for a first sit-down interview was really, really positive. Um, and it's good to see that open communication with the fans as well on something that is such an important topic.
2: Yeah, and I think Ben, a couple of subjects that he he, he mentioned how much is obviously his dad loved the club. We knew that, but you know, he's it's, it's still something that I think needed to be needed to be to be said, just to reconfirmed, I think. And also the way that he spoke about it's not he's not really just coming in and been thrown at the deep end. Okay. His emotions might might have been because obviously he's lost his dad, but he has been in and around the football club for a considerable amount of time. So it's not just it's not like he knows nothing and he doesn't know anyone. It's just perhaps similar to Joe Edwards of going from being the maybe the the bride's maid all the time to, to the bride, you almost get the feeling that James Berelson's Falling into the same category,
1: yeah, definitely. And, and he touched upon that, didn't he? And he said that obviously he was he was there with his dad, and he was on the board, but it was never him making all the decisions, and it was always it would always live his old man. And he said he spoke about how well Steve Cavanagh had worked with him over the last few months, and sort of was was teaching him more about football, which I thought was quite interesting because he he obviously spoke about how often he did come over with with John, um, but. But, yeah, look, in going back to the, the appointment of Joe Edwards, I think it would have been very easy for James Bellson to go down a safe route for his first appointment and just go, look, I don't want any backlash for this. I can't afford the club to the fall out of the league. I just want stabilised this year or for the next couple of years and then, then we'll kind of see where we're at. But for him to make such a ballsy appointment says a lot about him and hopefully a lot about his ambitions for, for what he wants um, from, from the club. So, yeah, fair, fair play to him. I, I thought it was a very good interview. Obviously, he spoke about his his love, or his dad's love for the club. And look, if he's half as committed as, as John was, I think we'll be in safe hands. But yeah, no, it was a really, really, really nice and important interview to, to hear.
2: It, it was, and I almost feel like the appointment is something that I think his dad would have approved of. It's a, it's a real gutsy... You know, uh, the American public, they like a a bold, brave, you know, person. They like to make decisions. And I feel like James has really, I think he's done the right thing. I think he's he's tried to put his own, you know, authority on his role. He wants to put his own authority on the club, where he wants the club to go. But he's still trying to fulfil what his dad wanted for the club, which was ultimately, you know, to to find a top success.
1: We'll, we'll know about that mate when we see the uh james belson cigar picture in the uh, changing rooms when we've just made the playoff final having been leads in the semis
2: look i i i've i've been saying this the, the joe edwards effect has has certainly been rolling through through millwall fans before
3: before we move on very quickly i just wanted to he said we had about six six what was it 60 applications for the job yeah, yeah. that was You know, I mean, I don't know whether that's half our fan base who play football manager. Um, You know, I feel like... Can
1: confirm I didn't send my CV in, unfortunately.
3: I should Um, have. We are also unable to confirm if our very own Mickey Simpson did send in his CV as well, obviously. He was an early front-runner for the job. Um, Skybet (laughs) actually refused to give the odds because they thought he was so nailed on to get it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, I was surprised by that. But also not because, it, I mean, look, it, it was an attractive job. We, we spoke about that at length for our multiple show, shows. But, yeah, 60 does seem like a lot. But, I mean, it could have been, as you said, Dan, could have been me, you, Mickey, Stephen, all the lads from the podcast. But, um, no, and again, just touching on the point of the sort of thorough process, it, 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 it seemed like it really was and they weren't going to take this appointment lightly. So the fact that, that Joe Edwards did get through that does lead me to believe that he he was the best man, or the clubs thought thought that he was the best man for the job, which is which is good.
2: I think just the last bit on that, you know, you will never know the names. Obviously, you'll know a couple. We you know Jones was in the running, and Bill, and people like that. But you're never ever going to know all of the names. But it it is an attractive job. It, it's it's a London club based in in you know in the Championship. It's it's um, an opportunity to to build on relative success. Uh, obviously, success would be the playoffs, but it has been relatively successful to a point. And I think someone needed to come in, and perhaps this is the the kickstart we need. Um, we're now going to just do something a little bit different. We have a we have a, a theory. Um, <laughs> we've got someone. We've got uh, one of our our expert panelists in Ben has a theory Cheer on the this. appointment of, of, of Joe Edwards. Ben, hit us with your theory.
3: Um, just or, just for the record as well, we haven't heard this. so. Oh, yeah, we don't we, know. <laughs> when we burst that into laughter, you probably... No, probably it's, 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 it's,
1: it's, you it's, not, it's not out there. It's not nutty at all. After listening to the interview, I rang my dad straight away and I said that, that there was a few things that Rowett had said when he left, a few things that have come out that we now know in terms of Rowett doing his pro licence with Edwards and... Um, Edwards knowing Aldo or Aldo recommending Edwards for the job and Edwards came down for the Bristol City game. I actually think this could have been in the pipeline a lot longer than we may have given it credit for. Not saying the timing of Rowett leaving but it just screamed to me that Rowett made a, might have m- made a recommendation. The comment that Rowett made that made me think of it was that when he left and did his talk sport um, interview he said that the club wanted to go in a different direction um, and he just felt like it was the right time to move. And this different direction couldn't be any different to what we've had previously. So I, I just, look, I'm putting two and two together and just doing a bit of prioro work and just going, yeah, has this been in the pipeline for a bit longer? Did Aldo maybe, or well, as Rowett said, look, I'm going to leave at the end of the year at Christmas, whatever it might be, but it's someone that I work with on my pro licence Aldo knew him, et cetera, et cetera. There was just a couple of things that, that had been said that I thought, actually, yeah, this might have been in the pipeline for a, a lot longer than than we've given it credit for. And also the fact that I know we do all of our business very, very quietly, but the fact that we didn't want to, that his name come out sort of two days before the, the appointment, really, or three days before, and then he's got the job. It, yeah, it, Look, I might be talking absolute bollocks. It's highly likely. But there was just a few things that were said, and... Um, yeah, just made me think, yeah, had we lined Edwards up for the job, yeah, maybe at the end of the season when Rout was going to walk away or, or whatever, it just got sped up by bad results, us obviously doing what we did at Norwich to him and things like that. So yeah, look, complete shot in the dark, but it just, there was a few things that made me think, yeah, had it, had it been lined up, don't know what your thoughts are on that.
2: The only, the only thing that, I'm not. Dis- I'm not disagreeing at all. The one thing that I really want to focus on, just on that, that I agree with 100% is the fact that the name wasn't on any of the betting odds. It wasn't on. No one had mentioned him. Let no, Let's be honest. No one there would have been no. No. No one. No one would have ever, ever in a month of Sundays thought that he he was the man. But then somehow went from that to being the man. I think there certainly was something definitely going on early doors because all of the noise you know Richard Cowley does not post things out you know without the club say we, we we know that all the pictures everything was Jones or Bill or Muscat, uh, uh, not necessarily from Richard but they were all uh, they were the names and that's exactly how mill will want it to be they want all the focus on this side so over here they can do what they're actually their business that they're actually right, they're trying to conduct most, yeah,
1: yeah all the time
2: it's on transfers
1: You you look at his his pedigree, right, Stephen? Again, it just made me think, if we're shouting about this young manager, it's the way the football football world's going, right, is hiring young coaches. We've seen the success of Steve Cooper and Kieran McKenna, the list goes on, right, sort of, or England coaches and um, highly thought of um, coaches at work at big clubs. And I just thought, if we come out and say, oh, yeah, we want Joe Edwards, you've got Birmingham, who were looking for a new manager at that time, obviously Bristol City, very quickly we're looking for a new manager and I, QPR. I, it, yeah qpr it, I, if it was all kept hush hush because he'd been lined up and he was always going to get it then we, we did a great job at that but yeah as i say there was just a few things that were said and it was really the row it oh the club want to go in a different di- bit of a different direction
3: jewelry isn't a gift you give just once it's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it
0: Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
1: That made me think, well, if it's mutual, it would just been well, I thought it was time to leave. But he did say that. And I was like, well, OK, so... Did, does he just mean new manager at the time? I just thought, yeah, obviously just new manager. But now it's come out and it is a completely different direction. So, yeah, just a, as I say, just a, a theory, probably a wild one, probably very far from the truth, but just uh, doing some detective work and putting some comments and things together. It was interesting that he said that Aldo put him for, put him up for the job as well or, or put his CV in, in the ring.
3: And um, just to add on to what you've said, Ben, was it – I think it was Rowett, but it might not have been because obviously – didn't Rowett say that on the pro license course that him and Edwards are on the two outstanding coaches on it were Edwards and McKenna? Is that what is that what Rowett said, or was that? A I hadn't,
1: hadn't seen that quote.
3: Well, I, I hope I'm not making that. that quote out of thin air because I feel like I have. Stephen, have I made that quote up, or have I seen that somewhere?
2: I think you're waffling, mate. Because I've I heard know, it I've seen that somewhere. <laughs>
3: Can some when this goes up tomorrow? Can someone please let me know if I've just pulled that out of thin air and I've I've got far too carried away with this Edwards appointment, or if I've actually seen that? Please.
2: Well, that leads me in very very nicely. Firstly, yes, if you can find that quote, please send it to us. If you can't, then comments get Dan because he's just making stuff up now to, to, just get get to be. Up. He's trying to get the hype up. But talking about uh, individuals that are getting a little bit excited. Um, we're going to move on to the Sheffield Wednesday game. I'm going to do this in a slight different order. I'm not just going to shout myself out on Twitter. I'm going to give you guys a shout out as well because I don't want to be seen as, as you know, you know, just trying to promote myself because that's not what we're about here. But in the week, I, I posted i <laughs> I posted uh, a tweet at, at SPJ91, a screenshot of a WhatsApp conversation where an individual had texted me in the week that we were going to win 6-0 and Tom Bradshaw was going to score four goals, and Billy Mitchell was going to score two goals. Now, Before I did say on the we tweet, go on to
1: that, can mm-hmm. we do a poll, get a poll out, and we reveal who it is at the end of the show? But if you're listening, can we get a poll out? Oh, it's not live, is it? No,
2: no, it's not. Well done, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. So what what I'm going to do what I'm going to do what we'll do for the listeners to just oh, wow. to see if no 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 we'll keep that in there but just to see if they if they're actually listening at this point I'm going to tell you all that one of the gentlemen that are in this uh, podcast with me were the people that sent that message Uh, about Millwall winning 6-0. We're not going to reveal it just yet. You're going to have to watch or listen till the end of the show. But if you are on YouTube and you've made it to this point, if you can quickly write a a comment and no cheating, don't fast forward to the end. um, Which one of these two was the person that sent the message to me uh, that Millwall were going to win 6-0 6-0 with Bradshaw scoring four goals and Billy Mitchell scoring two. Uh, their Twitter handles, for, for the sake of giving them abuse, uh, whichever way you want to go, you've either got at Sexton Dan 2 or at Greeny underscore Ben. So and can I you... just
3: point out, this is very unfair from the off because Ben's on private, so he isn't going to accept anyone because they're just going to want to abuse him.
2: That is true. Um...
1: No, I, I, if anyone's <laughs> on in their bio, I, I will accept them. I'm very That's... accepting on my profile.
2: What we'll do is anyone that does follow Ben already, if it is Ben, uh, Dan, stop trying to deflect because, you know, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm, I'm I'm not going to fall for any of this. And the listeners aren't either. Uh, if anyone that does follow Ben, just give him abuse anyway. It's fine. He can take it. <laughs> um, but anyway, moving on to Sheffield Wednesday before we come to the predictions. We'll do that at the end so we can do the big reveal to see which one of you two look like an idiot. Um are we expecting uh, anything other than a 94th minute Lee Gregory 1 0 defeat? Are we well, realistically?
1: If, if We're all real, real fans. So if, <laughs> if you're anything but that, um, no, it's 100% going to be a 94th minute Lee Gregory winner.
3: Um, but and Barry Bannon will have some contribution as well because he always seems yeah, to have a, of a game against us, or or he'll stick one in the top corner from 25 Written yards so stars, he has a habit of doing his, that against us. His, his red
1: card being rescinded as well. Mm. Uh... Um, I think it's going to be a tougher game than we think, and I, it's going to be an interesting game actually because their manager's not long been in charge, it's going to be an interesting game from a standpoint you've got two now young managers. I think he's 34. Um, 30... Ooh, yeah,
3: I think he's 35.
1: So there you go. So another young manager, another one with um, a good background. He was at Leipzig, Southampton and Bayern. So yeah, another young manager that I'd imagine is going to tr- come in or has been into Chippewa Wednesday now for a few weeks and trying to change their play style. Look, I, I I just would like to think there's gonna be a bit of a new manager bounce and the players are half as buzzing as I am with the Joe Edwards appointment, then I think it's gonna be a good game and I think we'll win. I I think
2: I think before we, you know, sort of get too too ahead of ourselves, I think we all are appreciative of the fact that Edwards is gonna try and implement his his philosophy, his style, but in his own words, maybe drip feed it into the players rather than just go gung ho from, from game one. I can't imagine us lining up too differently in the game, perhaps being this expansive, you know, all out attack football. But we're all going to the game on Saturday. I'll come to my, what I think in a little while. But Dan, realistically, and being trying to be as, as, um, level-headed as possible realistically i don't think an awful lot's going to change in game one personally
3: hopefully uh i just hope he keeps the with the four at the back at least like you know gives us another body in the attacking areas um yeah i i don't think he's going to make wholesale changes he is in the position where he has more players that are coming back to fitness um and if he has seen our last few games he might have an idea of you know players that he might want to put back into the starting lineup um that might not have been able to play recently you know maybe maybe you look at the defense and maybe go maybe we're lacking a bit of leadership there maybe if Hutch is ready Hutch might get a game um he might think we might need a bit more speed at the back and might might put Leonard in or he might just think Bradshaw needs a rest obviously he actually hobbled off against Southampton we're yet to hear if he's okay um which could put um Either mine or Ben's prediction in, into doubt about if Bradshaw's going to score four because he might not even play. So who knows? Um, but yeah, I, th- I don't think you know. We're just we're just going up there and we want to see Mill We, we want to see more have a go. I think that's that's the main thing. I want to just see a sign of what Edwards wants to do. That's the main thing. I'm not expecting us to be playing vertical ticky tacker um, football with Danny McNamara popping up in the in the six yard box every every attack
2: no and i think personally uh, I, again it's trying to curb the optimism and the hope of a new manager and a new manager bounce with knowing what players we actually have it's not like he's he's got like an extra five brand new players that are going to be able to change us dramatically you are still going to see uh, you know probably your murray wallace your jake cooper's you know that are you know that are still going to be in the side there's there's no there's no getting away from that but for me I wanted to go. It's my first time going to Hillsborough, so I wanted to go anyway. But for me now, it is, as you say, just you just want to hope that the players may have taken on just something that we can see that there is change coming, that there is a more of a front foot philosophy. You know, I'm looking at when he was talking, Edwards, in his interview, I I, the first three players that come to my mind about being on the front foot and using the ball better were George Savile, Casper Denor, and Zian Fleming, to me, they were the three that straight away come to me and thought they're the ones he's talking about. People that can make something happen, you know, in this team, in the middle of the park, get us moving forward. Something that we, we don't quite see often enough. Ben, um, I'll come to you again. I wouldn't expect wholesale changes. We don't know perhaps injuries at this point. Obviously, maybe it's a couple of days before that, that kind of news comes out. Will you be expecting to see many changes from the, the the team that played against Southampton last week?
1: No, no, I just think it, just for all the reasons you just mentioned there, really, mate. I think firstly he's he's come out and basically said that's not gonna happen, right? It is gonna be a slow process. So he's not we're not gonna be playing four three three um and we're gonna be going nuts going forward. I can't see it. It's probably gonna be a very similar formation, a very similar lineup. Unless the the injured players or the, the players that are coming back from injury have trained well this week, um, I, I can't see it being being miles off the starting lineup that we've had at Watford and Southampton. To be perfectly honest, mate, um, It'll just be interesting to see if it is just subtle things like maybe just positions. That as you said, like where House Fleming going to going to fit into this? I'm assuming he's going to be the, the main man in terms of that attacking forward-thinking threat now. Does it? Does his role change at all? Um, does it change at all with Bradders? Is, is isn't going to be fit? So yeah, look, it's going to be interesting. Um, but do I think it's going to be a change of formation, a massive change of personnel? No, I can't see it.
2: No, and on that, on the change of personnel, a little bit of a road question. I hadn't made. I thought about this, and I didn't. I purposely didn't prep you guys on this one because I'm going to put you on the spot. And Dan, I'm going to come to you first with the change in manager. Do we expect a change in captain? At the moment, Sean Hutchinson is club captain. Obviously, he's been injured and the armband has been given to Jake Cooper in his absence. Are we expecting that to be changed, or do you think that's something that Edwards is likely to keep the same for the rest of the season?
3: I mean, in my humble opinion, for it as well, I don't personally think Cooper's a fantastic. Leader of the team, and you know maybe we aren't seeing the best of cooper at the minute, and maybe that's because he's got that extra pressure of being captain on his shoulders um so I think if Hutchinson's fit and hutchinson plays I don't see much change there, but I think he might look to give the armband to to someone else if Hutchinson isn't on the pitch or if he just chooses not to play hutch um for whatever reason, so you know I think George Savoy is obviously someone who's been mentioned I do think he he would be a good contender um and, you know, I think Harding has done well. Um, but obviously, it's just a thing. I, I have a slight reservation. Harding has only been at the... He's only started, what, about eight games for us, I think. I feel that like that would be quite soon to make him captain personally. So, you know, I think if Hutch isn't on the pitch, I would like to see George Savile probably be the man to maybe take the armband on. Um, but one one player that you didn't mention that I'd like to see, and I just going back to your previous question, um, I think he's going to make a couple of changes just to be like, you know, I'm the boss now. This is what I want to do. And one player I'd like to see, and given he likes the youth players, I think Adam Malachi might get his moment. Because Murray Wallace didn't have a great game against Southampton. Longman was pretty pants when he came on and lucky not to be sent off, to be completely honest. I think he might give Malachi a run out
2: yeah, I, I, I certainly think, and also, I don't know if you've noticed this, but he seems to be in a lot of the pictures and the videos that have gone up on Instagram and Twitter, Adam Malachi I'm talking about here. He It's almost as if there's been a little bit of a shift in focus on him uh, as an individual. I, I know there's other players that are in the pictures, and I'm, again, maybe putting two two together and getting five, but I, I certainly think he's one that, that Edwards will, will be looking at. Um, ben. I'm going to really put you on the spot now, um, On the, uh, again, back with the captaincy. Hutchinson is fit. He goes to the manager. He's club captain. Do we think Joe Edwards sticks with Sean Hutchinson as club captain?
1: Yeah, I I, listen, Hutch has had his limitations probably over the last year now because of injury and he's maybe just on a bit of a decline. But I still think he has been such a focal point in the team and obviously centre-half for us for so long i i'm i'm not taking the, the armband or the club captaincy off off hutch um I, I almost see him now as that real conduit between him and uh, between Edwards and the, and the players almost like he, he's he's a stalwart really in in, in that in that team and mm. i yeah i i'd imagine he's going to just be that senior state so maybe take on a bit more of that alex pierce sort of role that we saw him um take on towards his time with us but yeah, I, I, I'm not taking it off Hutch. I, I love Hutch. He he might not have been at the top of his form over the last year or so, but yeah, I'm not taking it off him.
2: I agree. I think it should remain with Sean Hutchinson, but I do think there needs to be a rethink, as Dan said, when Hutchinson isn't in the starting eleven and he's not on the pitch. I think there does need to be a little bit of a rethink as to who the armband goes to, because instantly just going to Jake Cooper, for me doesn't quite work. It, it, it's not, a it's not the move. And I think, and I think Dan was absolutely spot on. I do think it adds a little bit more pressure onto Cooper that he just doesn't need. He just doesn't need that as part of his game. So, um, I'm going to come back to the predictions. Again, I'm keeping the listeners on tent hooks at this point. You know, they're, they're desperate to know between you two which one it was that predicted 6-0. Um, just another rogue question before we, we, we've, we finish on the predictions and what, you know, uh, sort of wrap up the show. Moving forward under Joe Edwards, our, our next six games, uh, I've got them up here. So we've got Sheffield Wednesday on Saturday. Then we have the international break. Um, we then go into commentary at home. Ipswich away, Sunderland at home, uh, Cardiff away and Leicester away. Now, on paper, that's four of the top eight inside his first six games. I put it in the chat uh, a couple of days ago. It's a little bit of a tough start for him, isn't it?
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, Sheffield Wednesday, a little bit rejuvenated. Now, Coventry, I think they're yet to click into gear, but, you know, that still might just catch him at a good time. Um Cardiff's a tough place to go this season. Sunderland have been playing some good football, and I think probably the less said about Ipswich and, and Leicester, particularly them going forwards and speaking for our defence this season, probably the better for us. Um so you know, I, I think I'm gonna go with a, a bold seven points from the first six games, which I think we prob I'd I'd probably take to be honest and
2: ben i'm going to i'm going to ask you the same question and i'm going to bolt on another one and then i'll come back to dan on that as well so first six games for for joe edwards how many points do you think we're we're likely to pick up and i get that we're in november so it might be a little bit tricky but moving f- further ahead into the january transfer window do you think that he has been given any assurances on what kind of budget or what kind of players he may be able to
1: bring in so his, his first six games, I was just writing them down here. I've got eight points and I've put a win Saturday, a draw against Coventry. I've watched Coventry on telly a few times. They're, they're in a false position. Um, they will pick up soon. I'd imagine they'll do something similar to what they did last year and start shooting right up the table. But I've put a point there. I think we'll get beat by Ipswich. I've actually put, we'll beat Sunderland. Um, I don't know Why? Um, draw at Cardiff and, and, and a loss to Leicester, obviously. Um, but yeah, if, if we got anywhere near that, I'll be absolutely delighted. It might be a bit ambitious and might be just the initial Joe Edwards effect. Um, and looking at January, it, I think it'd just be more interesting to see what he does. Obviously, he was the, the loan manager at Chelsea, wasn't he? For a while, Andy Myers had, had, a, had a role to play in, in the loan management. Piece as well, so it'll be interesting to see whether we go back to his old stomping grounds and try and get any loan players in. There's obviously already been talk about Charlie Creswell returning. Um If we go and do that, it, it, he's it, he's won me overall. Well, it'll, it'll have won everyone over already. I think if we go and do that with our January business. Um But yeah, it'll just be interesting to see whether he does go back to Chelsea and if we can nick any of their youngsters. It's not very often that I want them to succeed or go and spend more money, but if they want to go and spend another billion pound on some twenty-year-olds, I'm more than happy if they're going to be coming to us.
2: And Dan, I mean, it's again, it's November transfers. Is still we're still in that part of the season where it's a little bit too far to be thinking about it, but it will be a conversation that would have been had. Are we expecting Joe Edwards to be particularly busy, or well, Joe Edwards and Alex Aldridge to be particularly busy in the
3: January transfer window? I think they want to get a couple of bodies in just, just to freshen it up a little bit more than anything else. Um, you know, I think he's probably watched us. He would have done his homework and, you know, he might have a few different ideas as to styles and stuff he wants to play. Um, and, you know, Club's probably already done a lot of work on, on targets and stuff. I can't see wholesale changes. I think there might be a few more changes in the summer. That's something we discussed on Sunday show, uh, on our Sunday night live about, you know, maybe it is we're edging towards out with the old, um, some of the old guard that have been here since the Harris days now. Um, But I can't see wholesale changes in January. I can just see a couple of players probably tapping into that loan market. Um, So I don't just think it's going to be Chelsea. I think obviously being at England under 20, he's going to have some good contacts
2: from Mm. working
3: with players there and probably other academies around the country.
2: I think that's the big thing, isn't it? It's, it's, that's part of the excitement with the with the appointment because it's going to be it's an opportunity for us to be able to tap into you know those kind of marketplaces that we perhaps we perhaps wouldn't really get to like I, no disrespect to Gary Rowett but you couldn't imagine him knocking on Chelsea's door and having a real opportunity of getting a really promising youngster and again it's no disrespect to him but it's not where he's from. A lot of his transfer dealings were at Birmingham, were in, you know, Derby, Stoke, the clubs that he'd already been at. Whereas you do that with Edwards, you kind of knock, as you said, you're knocking on the door of Chelsea, you're knocking on the door of Everton, you're knocking on the door of England under 20. It's, it's, um, you know, it's an exciting, it's an exciting time. Uh, Ben, anything to add?
1: Um, Not, yeah, I think perfectly summed up there. It was more just about how he gets the best out of some of the younger players we already have. Do we think some of the changes he will implement? We've already mentioned Malachi coming in. Do we think the likes of Essa and Amaku now are going to get more game time?
2: I personally, of the opinion, we, I was talking about this on Saturday after the game with the people that sit around me. I was under the pressure, under the impression at the time it was going to be Nathan Jones that that was coming in. Obviously, we we thought that that may be the case, and I at that point had said that I thought Amaku would have been the one that perhaps got more game time under Jones than perhaps what Essay Essay would. Now it's Edwards that's come in. I'm going to flip that around. I actually think it's more likely to be Essay that that gets a little bit more game time. And I'm not saying that Amaku won't, but I think SA will go above him in the pecking order, whereas I thought under a different manager, it would be the other way around.
1: And last piece for me on the youngsters and just the interview of Edwards. I thought it was very interesting what he actually said about the youngsters that are in around the squad now, where he mentioned that it's not only about giving them the platform to succeed and to get into the first team, it's very important that they know their roles and responsibilities when they get there. So it'd be interesting to see if they do come into the side. Do they just generally perform a bit differently because they maybe don't have to do defensive side of things that Rowett wanted them to do a lot more? Um, but yeah, I thought that was quite interesting from his interview and just how he spoke about the youngsters.
2: Yeah, I think again, you know, we we, we know the success that Millwall have had recently with the academy and the under twenty threes, and you know, they had a good season last year. I didn't see them a lot, so I can't. I'm not an expert, but what I did see of them, those young lads were attack, attack, attack. They were they were asked to get forward. They were asked to create chances. They, you know, they wasn't you know on the edge of their own box, clinging on for dear life to try and you know hold on to a point or, or something. They were asked to create chances to to in, to you know influence the game positively. So maybe there's something in that. Maybe Edwards will look at that and go. Nah, we're not. I'm not having. I'm not having. Remain essay tracking back and being on the edge of his own box. You know, we're not doing this. We want him. We want him further up the field, which is where we want to see him. We want to see him at the other end of the pitch. It's, it's the same as Fleming sometimes when he gets put out wide and he has to track back. You're thinking, well, I don't want you 80 yards from goal. I want you 30 yards from goal. So it, it is interesting. Obviously, there's going to be a lot made of the fact that Edwards is used to working with younger players, so there might be a little bit more. Um, trust put in SA and Amaku, Malachi, Alex Mitchell when he comes back, but it is certainly one that I would expect perhaps to, to see a couple of the youngsters get a little bit more game time again, not not on Saturday. Um, which then brings me back full circle to Saturday. The Lions are going into the game on a five match unbeaten run away from home, admittedly, four draws. Um for the listeners that have made it this far, um, I'm gonna ask the boys for their predictions and I'm gonna ask the individual who predicted six nil with um Tom Bradshaw to score four goals and Billy Mitchell to score two to reveal yourself.
1: I feel like I'm on um blind date. <laughs> no, what is it? Um what was the one um no likey, no likey, single man reveal yourself. That's what it felt like. <laughs> it? Um If anyone knows my love for Bradshaw, and hopefully you all do now, listeners, then you should have known it was me by the fact that I said Brad is the 4 and the fact that he's probably going to be injured and not playing. So, um, no, very much in the Joe Edwards effect, um, as we laughed about earlier, there's certainly a buzz around, certainly an excitement. As we get closer to Saturday, it's not the Joe Edwards effect is is dwindling far from it, but very much um, the actual... Proposition of playing Sheffield Wednesday away is we get getting more real. Um, I did say six nil. I would take any sort of win on Saturday. To be honest, I'd even take a point probably.
2: And Dan, now you're safe from the listeners' wrath of of not being the individual that went for six nil.
3: What are your thoughts? Slightly less. I'll I'll go for four. I'll go for four nil. I think just to uh, keep it. You know, I think I think Brad is to get all four, even if he's on the treatment table. Sounds about right. Um, no, you know. Listen, um, we we do need to get a result because I know you've said we're five unbeaten away from home, but I think we're also about five games without a win now, aren't we? I think mm. our last was our last win, Plymouth.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow.
3: wow. Okay. And sorry. that
2: seems a long time ago, doesn't it? it really, I, I, I know was, it was there, was, and it, but, it seems
3: mm. a really long time ago. <laughs>
2: So. Yeah, I think that's that was certainly a stat. Mill tweeted about it, didn't they? After the Watford game, five unbeaten, and it really does kind of deflect from the fact that it's four draws. Yeah, um, it, it's not a, it's a it's it's great, but it's not as good as it sounds. Um, I had said earlier on if you didn't expect anything other than a Lee Gregory ninety fourth minute winner on Saturday, then you're doing it all wrong. You just you're just doing it all wrong. I. Cannot bring myself to predict on a video that we we're not going to win a game because I can't. I can't put it out there that we're going to lose. I just can't do it. So, I am going to go for a nervy two nil. Um, perhaps some later goals, late goals from from those off the bench. I think. I say this a lot. I think we might see a goal from one of the defenders. Um, the set pieces have been a lot. We might see that wizarding. again. Uh, someone else who's who's come in and been been a revelation. I think it really attacks the ball well. I also think we might just see Kevin Nisbet um, get on the score sheet. I've just got a feeling he's going to go into the international break on a high. So um two 0 Millwall. Um We've got. So I've gone to that Dan's gone. Fo- can
3: I just can I just jump in quickly? Um, yep. Bradshaw is in the Wales squad that got announced today. So maybe, I'm sure there's some music to Ben's is, um, and probably music to a lot of people's ears, but in particular Ben's is maybe that injury isn't as bad as we as we first feared. Um and you know, Be- Ben snuck a 1-0 in as well after he's 6-0. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna go a 2-1. We've we've scored c we've conceded two late goals in the last two games, respectively. I think it's our turn to get a late winner.
2: I'm not having this. Ben said six, you said four, I said two. We we're not we're not skirting around, we're not changing that. I also think on Bradshaw, just before we we, we, we wrap up and I'll come to your final thoughts, that he looked all smiles in the pictures and in training, Bradshaw. He didn't yeah, look okay. like I mean, again, pictures are only you, you you can't tell an awful lot from it, but he looked okay and he was taking part in the session. So hopefully he'll be in the traveling party and at least in the squad, um, or in Ben's sake, the starting eleven uh come Saturday. Dan this show was your idea. Uh, I'm not going to take any credit for it whatsoever. Any final thoughts?
3: No, just look forward to seeing seeing everyone up there on Sat. The, uh, not Sunday, Saturday. Bloody hell! This week feels like it's going far too slowly for my liking. Um, no, looking forward to getting up there Saturday. My first time going to Hillsborough. Um, you know, and I feel like even despite the the not great form, we all kind of go up there with a bit of optimism. So let's hope the players can tune into that as well. And Ben, final words from you?
1: Perfectly summed up by young Daniel there, I think. Um, no, look, I, I think what he said it. I'm really looking forward to Saturday. Um, even just going at all recently, but as we said earlier, it has been a bit of a chore at times. I think everyone just feels like a little bit, yeah, a little bit more relieved and a little bit happier, just even with the appointment. So look, it'll be really interesting to see what Edwards does in his first games. Just a shout out to the fans that are making the trip up there if it isn't working after the first 15 minutes, let's not abuse the poor fella. Um like in typical Millwall fan fashion. Um but yeah look really looking forward to it. Be great to have a couple of beers with you fellas and um if anyone is up there and sees us, as you always say Stephen, what well, more importantly come and give Dan a hugs so I hear there weren't many hugs at Watford.
3: No, just, just our very own Joe Zamper and a few when the goal went in. So I mean I'll take a few more when the goals go in on Saturday. That's, that's absolutely, I think it summed up
2: quite well from you two guys. It's actually also my first time to Hillsborough. I think I've been to quite a few grounds, but I've never actually ventured that to, to Shepherd Wednesday, so it's the first time for me. Um, echo what Ben said, I think, you know, first 10, 15 minutes, it might be a nervy start, it might be a good start, you don't know, but the, the manager and the players need our support. Obviously, it's one game going into the international break, it would be good to, to win it, but we'll, um, you know, hopefully the support, the travelling support, us guys included, can can give them as much much of a backing as possible um this has been that middle podcast this is a little bit different we haven't really done many of the, the pre-records uh, over the last couple of months or so if this is something that you would enjoy you'd like us to have a conversation that perhaps um, without the fan interaction obviously that's what makes us a little bit different that's what we enjoy doing we like the banter but we thought we'd try something a little bit different if you want any more of this drop a like comment let us know we're more than happy to take feedback on board uh this should be out as a podcast tomorrow morning it should go out on youtube um later on in the afternoon so that'll be thursday for when you're listening or watching if you are interested we do run a live show on a friday and a sunday this week it'll be eight o'clock on friday so come and join us it's a really good fun we've got a few listeners that they get involved and give us a little bit of stick but that's that's what it's all about we don't really take it too seriously and And as always. And ho-
3: hopefully, as well, this Saturday, and this puts extra pressure on Mickey now, we're hopefully getting some bloke who's done a lot of research on Joe Edwards football can maybe tell us a little bit more about it.
2: Absolutely. And on that note, and you throw Mickey under the bus, um, and we will make it known that it is you that's thrown him
0: under the bus. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
2: That's not me and Ben. Um, That's been That Mill Podcast. Please like and subscribe across Twitter, across YouTube, across Instagram. We're all over the place. You can't miss us. Come and say hello on Saturday at Sheffield Wednesday. And if you fancy it, listen to us on Friday night. Come on, you lions.